Hey guys, Vegas Fever Podcast. Jason and Paula here. Hi. It's been a few weeks. This is the part of the year where there's not a lot going on, but we do have hockey kicking back up uh, at the end of this month. I mean, there's rookie camp right now. We're at, what is this, the 17th of September. We're at the rookie camp uh, stage. Peyton Krebs, among others, will be. It's basically for players who may have a chance to be with the Golden Knights, but most likely in the AHL. So each year you see a new new batch of players. Um and this year is no uh, is 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 the same. Um there's rookie camp and then there's a a bunch of games in Arizona that the teams will be playing uh a part of we're not really like me myself I'm not really I don't know a ton of names you know in terms of those kids that are in the lower minor leagues right once they get to Henderson the AHL it's you know they're on your radar but there are plenty of people who are really good with names there's juniors there's leagues below the AHL the Knights have a ton of players that they, you know, for lack of better words, own that mm -hmm. the proper they are property of the Golden Knights, that they play overseas, all over the place. All those kids, a lot of them will get a chance to play with the big team, maybe if they get that far. The Knights have a history of liking to, you know, package good prospects and sending them away. Yeah. So you're really not you haven't really you've seen a few, but but not a lot. Um, anyway, I say that because um, the Golden Knights, what we'll lead off with here, we have a national TV schedule. Yes, 12 games for or 16? E it's 12. 12. Um, for ESPN, over the over these networks, ESPN, TNT, ESPN Plus slash Hulu. Now, it says ESPN Plus slash Hulu. I don't know if that means both or either one. I don't. I have no idea. But if you get the Disney bundle, it doesn't matter. Um, do you know? Do you remember off the top of your head how many national games they had last year? It was on one hand, I believe. Really? Yeah. So it's. Doubled. I think it was like four or five. Well, you have more networks. It's completely different. Oh. With NHL.TV being gone, and the NHL going to ESPN and Turner, it gives. Who owns them? Do you know? NHL.TV. Yeah. Did anybody own them? Yeah, that's a really good question. I don't know off the top of my head. I don't know off the top okay. of my head. They were owned by someone, but it was poorly done because, first off, the reception, if Terrible I may say, was for bad. $100 or whatever right. we spent. Sometimes was... you spend over $100, depending <laughs> was... on when you get it. It was terrible. It was like watching something from the 90s. So, I mean, you know, we, and, and we had good Wi-Fi. So it's not that. No, it was the only program that would give us a hard time. Right, exactly. And it was poorly run. There were times when you couldn't get what you wanted. People had a lot of gripes about it. This is way better because all you have to do is pay, what is it, $13, $14 for the Disney bundle, and you get 100 games nationally, of course. Right. And your team, will, whoever your team is, will be on there. Because they've given every team a chance to have exposure. ESPN hasn't had hockey in over 15 years. This is a big deal. 
Turner has never had hockey. I mean, you're going to have more people watching because not mm-hmm. everyone can afford a hundred something dollars a exactly. year, nor do they want to. Exactly. You buy the Disney. Bottle, not only that, that price um, didn't include all the teams. We just no, bought for the night. It was 115 if, a year for one team. And then like what? 160 for all the teams. I think it was like 140. Okay, it was a well. better deal to get the whole league. Right, but... But you don't need the whole league. I'm just saying. People had gripes about that thing, and it's done, and it's fantastic. Because even if you try to go on their website, it diverts you to this. If you go to NHL.tv, I'm just wondering, like, was it its own company, and everyone lost their job, or if it's just... Not that you could get anybody on the phone anyway. I might be able to actually look that up. I might be able to actually look that up. No, it's really not important. I was just curious. No, it's really not. But, I mean, it does make you wonder. It was a part of the NHL app. I know that. Okay, so maybe so it's the just like NHL. Their own thing. There's also there's also something called Center Ice, which was like those pay per view channels where mm-hmm. you can get all the yeah. leagues. They had that too, but so I you can think cancel that, that on... channel then. Yeah. Well, it doesn't exist anymore. Oh, it doesn't exist. It, so it can't charge. So if you had a debit card or credit card attached to it, it can't charge it because it doesn't exist. Um, whoever owned it, let's just say this, sucks at running it and this is way better and what i wanted to get to is that the golden knights will be on tnt espn espn plus hulu 12 times um so that means you have 70 games on at&t uh sportsnet wait a minute how do we get at&t sportsnet through your cable provider i guess they're not all going to be on Hulu. Anyhow, um, you have twelve games here. The first one, opening night, uh, October twelfth, which is a Tuesday against Seattle. That's on ESPN at seven o'clock, you know, West West Coast time. Um, before we continue, interesting nugget from Robin Leonard who <laughs> apparently likes to open his mouth. Um, Are you surprised? I'm kind of irritated because he was asked how he felt about opening up against Seattle, an expansion team. Hey, yeah. Robin, how do you feel about first game, Seattle, Kraken, Vegas, Knights? What do you think? Well, it'll be good to win the first game of the year. He said that. He said that. It'll be good to start off the year with a win. Okay, how did he... What Shut- was his... What was his exact words? It'll be good to start off the year with a win. You may look it up if you like. Those were his words. Why did we not win the first game of the year last year? I can't remember. What he's saying by that is, because they're a new team, Vegas is just going to romp all over them. That's exactly what that means. Wait, what? That's not how I look it. No. Robin Leonard was asked, what do you think about opening up against Seattle? What's your thoughts? It'll be good to start off the year with a win. Oh, I see what you're saying now. Shut up. What the hell are you doing? He's cocky. He's bulletin board material. And you don't do that. You do not do that. Because all these guys, if we can, if we can, if we could just put all that aside and look back four years ago around this very, very time, the Golden Knights were doing the same thing that Seattle is about to do. So what's happening here is 
Vegas had a whole bunch of guys with chips on their shoulders, just like Seattle does. He do. We don't need no, no. These guys don't need motivation. They don't need bulletin board material. Bulletin board material. They don't need you opening your mouth. Because that's going to be front and center now. Because the game is three weeks away. So, and if I may add, Robin Leonard's not exactly okay. Glue behind the net. Okay, no, he's, he's not, not exactly. He's not exactly perfect. Okay, if 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 everybody remembers, because he's not. He he allows the crappiest goals to get in. I mean, every goaltender allows. Crappy but he goals. wasn't there with the beginning with the Knights, so he didn't feel that right. feeling right. of being no laughed and crapped on, and people assumed they would be an easy win as well. Right. So he wasn't there. But knowing what he knows, though, you can't. I mean, Seattle assembled a, a pretty solid team, better than the Knights. Right, before and, and the Knights started even more playing, so because of how successful the Knights have been, they want to follow suit. So right, I and think I think they will. Really silly to really not give them motivation. No, any benefit of the doubt. No words were required, except it's great. Can't wait to play. You know what I mean? Like that's all you had to say. Um. So October 12th against Seattle. Well, he always says things. I mean, it's really not that big of a surprise. When you told me you had to tell me something Robin Leonard said, I thought it was going to be worse, to be honest. Yeah, but like it's usually... shitty, but he's very sarcastic. Do you follow his Twitter? I have seen some stuff that he posted when he, he, went, on the, he went on a trip recently to the he's Middle East. He's still at the, uh, at the, on a trip. He's been to Amsterdam and the Sahara Desert. He, he's always asking people on Twitter to ask that, him questions. That's and he responds. Well... But He's anyway. vaccinated. I guess that's a whole different ball. That's yeah, for the other anyway. show. Anyway, uh, so that game against Seattle opening night on ESPN, Wednesday, October 20th. So basically, you know, a little over a week later, they'll play St. Louis, um, who just signed uh, James Neal uh, to basically a tryout. So James Neal in a few years has fallen from Golden Knights favorite to nobody in Canada over two teams he played for. Nobody to a tryout. So I guess maybe George McPhee did the right thing in the end. I didn't think he did at the time by getting rid of James Neal. But over one year, if he was willing to sign a contract for one year less, the Golden Knights would have been stuck with this. Now, maybe he stuck would have with been what? better. Maybe we don't know. We have no idea. So the James Neal... Added us, you know, to the St. Louis Blues, uh, a tryout. Don't even know if he's going to make it, but that game's on TNT uh, on the twentieth of October at seven West Coast time. Then they go back to ESPN on the twenty sixth, a rematch of that playoff series with the Avalanche, um, and then you have a couple of games on ESPN Plus slash Hulu with Seattle again, and at the Arizona Coyotes, back to TNT against Dallas on December eighth, and then you have this huge gap because of the olympics right. and the all-star break so <laughs> we are aware there's not a time you usually don't mention that makes me very mad the, the olympics slash there will still be break. look it's good to have professionals in the olympics i understand that oh, but yeah. i mean and you we could watch the olympics and talk about it if you want because it's hockey i mean we did it's american hockey you know but it's not the same so to me uh you have a game february 1st which is the very last game before that big break against <laughs> Buffalo. 
And what break was that? The Olympic, the unnecessary long, unnecessarily long Olympic slash all-star break. So these guys are going to come back from the Olympics and go to the all-star game. That's great. Who cares? Because they're, they're going to be out of, they're going to be out of NHL, like, oh. like, they're not going to be, like, mentally NHL there. They're going to get off a, some guys are going to come back from, like, Slovenia and Russia and be playing the NHL All-Star game. And then, uh, rounding out here with March 3rd against Boston on ESPN, March 17th against the Panthers, ESPN Plus slash Hulu. Interesting game here. It's the only game on ABC. Mm-hmm. And it is the Golden Knights taking on the Chicago Blackhawks, March 26th at T-Mobile Arena. Now, I don't know if that's Marc-Andre Fleury's first game back at T-Mobile because they'll play the Blackhawks three times. I don't know exactly how that breaks down. But that's 12 noon West Coast time on a Saturday against Marc-Andre Fleury and the Blackhawks, which I don't like. I hope At the Blackhawks whoop they their ass. They probably will. <laughs> they probably will. Just like Seattle will, the Rangers will, the Blackhawks will, and any other team that the Golden Knights have given people to. It's going to be definitely um, an interesting season. For sure. And then for the third time on national TV, they will take on Seattle March 30th on TNT. So out of these 12 games, three of them um, are against Seattle. I believe, if I'm looking at this correctly, everybody else is once on the schedule. But Seattle's three times on national TV. Um, so that is... God, I am so thrown off. I am so thrown off by that fact. You're having all these national games, right? How do you get AT&T Sportsnet? That's a com- That's something I'm going to have to look up. That just hit me like a ton of bricks in the middle of a freaking show. Um... I guess we'll do other Knights Nuggets. That, you know, that kind of, you know, makes sense for us to do. Um, Dylan Coughlin, two-year contract mm-hmm. extension for the Golden Knights. I mean, under a million dollars. I think it's like seven hundred fifty or 800000 for two years. That leaves Nolan Patrick, who they just got for Cody Glass. That was, in, that was the Cody Glass trade. Um, Patrick went to Nashville for like a hot second and then mm-hmm. ended up in Vegas from Philly. So... He's the only one left. He's a restricted free agent, so they have a year. They have some time to negotiate with him. I think they're looking to see how he plays Mm. for at least the first few months of the season before they throw money at him. Now, he was the same draft class as Cody Glass, so the Knights' first draft class, but he was like two picks higher. Okay. So Nolan Patrick, I think, was fourth or third or fourth, and then Cody Glass was sixth. That was the Knights' first draft. They were they were given the sixth pick. Um, so Nolan Patrick, statistically, if the stats are on the paper, by draft order, Nolan Patrick is a better player. But he's been hurt, just like Cody Glass. Very similar. You don't know what you have. And I don't think that Golden Knights people are going to throw money at him if they don't know what they have either. So that's going to be something uh, to keep an eye on for mm-hmm. sure. Um Reed Duke, the original Golden Knight. Oh, uh, that's right. You told me that. Has signed a contract for next year uh, in Henderson to be a part of the Silver Knights. 
Um, there was a fan fest last night. I saw in downtown of that. Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. um, it looks like fun. It, it it looks like everybody was having a really good time. Um, it, it was much different than last year, which was which was really really good, because you know you're going to have butts in the seats at full capacity, unless otherwise changed, right? It's good to get the fans and the team out there mingling because you've got new guys on this team, so it's really important. And they've that done they a lot of mingle. dirty this season, so yeah. you, they should try to. Right. Uh... I mean, they had some of the new guys. I've seen a, a few pictures. They had some of the new guys up on the stage at the downtown event center, um, you know, getting themselves mm -hmm. familiar with, you know, with fans. Uh, you know, uh, Evgeny Dadnov was up there. Um, Brett Howden, who they got from the Rangers. All these new guys were up there. Um, one guy I think that we should definitely be looking to see is Peyton Krebs um, because Peyton Krebs is coming off a fractured mm -hmm. jaw where he, he, he gets to the golden Knights finally and takes a puck to the face immediately. So it, it was a funny story. He stayed with Ryan Reeves and Ryan Reeves's family when he was in Vegas rehabbing. Mm -hmm. And he said he would have lost so much more weight if, Ryan Reeves' wife, Alana, was not, you know, feeding, feeding him. <laughs> well, as much as he could eat, right. so like smoothies, you know, and soft stuff's through a straw, most likely. That's not, that cannot be fun. No. That cannot be fun. It was wired shut. That cannot be fun. Um, I guess you don't really talk either, right? You, I don't know how that works. I don't think you can. Like, in, oh. I don't like that feeling. Um, but I think that's really just about the gist of what's going on um Golden Knights wise. It's really good to have hockey just about coming back. You can see all the, you know, the the in you know, the Vegas Golden Knights insider show. Mm -hmm. That's how you know you're close. You know The you, fall's coming. You got leaves coming off trees where <laughs> we live, and that's how you know that you're close. Um which means you know, it's a really good opportunity to segue into if you don't have anything else um mm -hmm. basketball um UNLV's non-conference schedule was announced when is our first official game November November 10th so usually there is a preseason like a exhibition they call it game mm -hmm. uh there there I don't see one of those this year um but the schedule is tough at times and interesting, and they're going to be... Th the schedule was late coming out. The right? schedule was late, so it didn't come out until about a week, almost a week ago. I think it was like five, six days now. And um, it was late. Most everybody else's schedule was out, but there was a lot of moving parts here. So when the National Finals Rodeo comes in... Um, UNLV will have two games at Mandalay Bay Event Center, and they will also play at T-Mobile, and they will also play at the Thomas & Mac. So they are at three different places in Las Vegas. Majority of the non-conference games are at home, which is what teams usually do. They don't schedule a ton of games on the road um, because they want to get the team going. So you play at home. Uh, the first game actually is against a team from North Carolina, uh, Gardner-Webb. It's a smaller school. Uh, they're up in the mountains. Um, they will come to the Thomas & Mac on November 10th, Followed by the first test of the year, 
for Kevin Kruger and his guys uh, against Cal, Cal Berkeley, uh, on November 13th. Then they will... Okay, well, why wouldn't the North Carolina team be a first test if they're the They're not. Uh, They're not. If UNLV loses Mm, to that team... Isn't that sort of like a Robin Leonard comment? No. Because I don't play, I don't play for this team, and this podcast doesn't represent for for all those out there. This podcast does not represent UNLV or the Vegas Golden Knights or anything else we talk about. These are opinions. I know that mine and and my wife's opinion. So Gardner Webb, they're going to beat. If they do not beat Gardner Webb, when the hell is football <laughs> season again? Okay. Because football season, because UNLV football is so pathetic, like they are every year, it's when's basketball season. Well, when the basketball team goes in the dumper, which has been every year for eight, nine years, if not longer, that's since they've been to the NCAA tournament, we wonder what's next, right? They're going to beat Gardner-Webb. Cal, I'm not so sure about. Look, that's the second game. It's at the Thomas and Mac. I'd really like to think that they beat Cal, but I'm not really sure. So that could be a loss. North Dakota State comes in next on November 15th. They should beat them. Now it gets now it gets interesting because they go to that big tournament um, sponsored by Roman, the male helpful drug. Dick medication. Pretty much. They go to T-Mobile on November 19th. They play Michigan. Michigan is a top five team. Michigan was in the... Freaking Final Four or Elite Eight last mm-hmm. year. Michigan is going to wipe the floor with UNLV. If UNLV is not prepared. I don't... I don't. I do not... Nothing gets past me to think that that's a 20 point or more loss. Now, I'd like to remind people, in Dave Rice's first year, they played North Carolina at the Orleans Arena, and North Carolina was number one in Dave Rice's like seventh or eighth game, and they beat North Carolina. So I put nothing past anything. I mm-hmm. think that UNLV is going to is going to get their behinds whipped. Competitive maybe in the first half. That's a Final Four team. We'll see. Coached by a former Michigan Wolverine, Jawan Howard from the Fab Five. I don't. Oh I. I don't. No. I. I don't like it. It's a bad. But how UNLV responds is really what says more about them because that's a tournament. That's a that's a little two game and, and three day tournament. After Michigan, they play two nights later against either Arizona or Wichita State. They could very well lose both of those games. That wouldn't surprise you. It's about really how they play and how they respond. Those are... UNLV is the odd team out. And those foursome. Because <laughs> Arizona's big time and Wichita State is right behind them. A competitive, uh, really good school in Wichita State that has a history of winning conferences and winning conference tournaments and going to the NCAAs over the past handful of years. Then they come back to the Thompson Mac and they play Whittier College. I mean, that's, I mean, you don't, I mean, you, you just, you know, you beat, you beat the crap out of them and move on. Then they get UCLA at the Thompson Mac. UCLA is a final four team from last year, a top five team. So you get two final four top five teams caliber in eight days. Um, That's going to be tough. Then they go on the road to SMU, which is not, I don't believe that UNLV and SMU used to play a lot when they played in the WAC um, in the nineties. But UNLV and SMU have not gotten together in a while, and what's going to happen is is that's going to be a really good game. 
um, I believe SMU, they play in Dallas. So that'll be in Texas on December 1st. They come back out west and play at San Francisco, which I believe they should they should win. They play two games next at the Mandalay Bay Event Center, which is it's called Michelob Ultra Arena. <laughs> ridiculous. It, it really funny. is ridiculous. Anyway, they play Seattle, the University of Seattle, and the University of Hartford. Are you going over every game? Just the non-conference. Gotcha. Uh, which we're almost done with. Then they come back to the Thomas and Mac and play Omaha and San Diego. So early on, if you want to know a prediction, I mean, I could see nine and four. Nine wins. Nine wins. I what do see you think their wins. overall record's going to be? So you're going to get 18 Mountain West games and 13 out of conference. So you've got 31 games, nine wins out of conference. I mean, total. No, I know. I'm just, I'm just doing the math kind of out loud. Um, if they, so if UNLV goes nine and nine in conference split, they could have 18 wins. And I think we talked about it. Mm -hmm. 16 to 18 wins so is fantastic. Absolutely. Okay. Anything like more than that is amazing. Less than that shouldn't be surprising, but 16 to 18 wins is really where this first year team should be. And nobody should be unhappy with that. No, I agree. I think that's solid. You know, anything less we'll than like 14 an wins okay, is so kind we'll of. We'll give an updated prediction good. after the first few games. Yeah, I think that we'll continue the, you know, the predictor tracker um, as we go. I mean, you're going to get, there's not a whole lot of break. In between all these games, I think the biggest break for UNLV is in between non-conference and conference. I believe that December twenty-second is their last non-conference game, and they don't start conference until like the first of January, or like it's either the thirty-first or the first. So New you've Year's. got nine. I, th I believe it's New Year's Day, if I'm not mistaken. So you've got nine days. You got nine days. I think that'll be a good break for UNLV, but really they don't have any breaks um, longer than like three, four days. Well, this is, um, they might have longer breaks, hopefully not because of well, COVID. Well, I, I mean, that's a good point. I mean, that's a good point. Because we don't but even I'd know what's happening with all that. But... I, I'd really like to hope not. Right. Because that's not something that, I, I really, I don't think people can go through it again. And I just don't think that, it, I mean, honestly, at this point, you have to play the games. Honestly and truly, they're going to have to play these games. I, I don't think fans, the people on the team, this goes for around the country, can, can right. go through. I mean, I'm just saying that's something that we got to keep a watch on, not that anyone can control of. I don't think, but... You know, that goes the same for schools and jobs and I mean, that's true. everything is dependent on... I mean, I get that there's a bigger picture, but if we're just talking about the smaller picture, you know, I mean, I understand that there's something bigger. I just hope that, you know, games don't get delayed or this or, you know, that goes with the Knights too, you know? Right. Um, I haven't even gotten to the most fantastic part about the UNLV schedule coming out, finally. And I think this might have had something to do with the delay, but... Amazing news. Finally, 
Freddie Banks. Fabulous. <laughs> Freddie Banks. What did you think I was going to say? I don't know. Because I think you had an idea. Because you were, you were going to be like, you know, you're going to be like, I know what it is. What, what did you think it was? I was thinking something just not relevant to what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> so, the best news. Freddie Banks and Robert Smith will both finally have their jerseys retired at the Thomas and Mack Center. Because, especially for Freddie Banks. Now, I know that Robert Smith played before Freddie Banks about 10 years, but Freddie Banks is one of the is one of the greatest rebels ever. He is top 10, if not top five, in statistically every category offensively and even some defensively. And there are guys, if you look at every other guy in the top 10, their jerseys are retired. So what's but not his. the holdup, do you well, know? Well, I think that the holdup is majority... Well, he's not dead, right? No, he's not dead. He's coaches at Canyon Springs, I believe. He's the head basketball coach in at high school in yeah. Canyon Springs. He's been there forever. I met him when I worked in the grocery business at a Smith's in Las Vegas. Um, and he, he was, he was looking to get lunch meat. So as one tends to do at a grocery right, store, but I, but, but I knew who he was. My, my family owned a store in Las Vegas. He would come in. All the players would come in. So Freddie Banks would always wear sunglasses. He was wear sun. This is an important story. He, Freddie Banks would always wear sunglasses. sunglasses. And my dad would say, Freddie, why are you always wearing sunglasses? And then he said, in the classroom, I wear my sunglasses so the teachers can't see that I'm sleeping. Okay. Or something to that effect. Anyway, fabulous, fantastic Freddie Banks is going to have his number 13 in the rafters. I don't know what jersey number Robert Smith wore. I'm sorry, I'm a bad person. But Robert Smith was on that Hardway 8, and they called him that because they use eight players. Glenn Gondrzek was you on that him? team. I did meet him as well at a grocery store. Before he died. Before he passed away. Um, his number's up there. So, again, my question, you're not answered. Why haven't they retired his jersey? I don't know. Okay. But the Krugers are in on this. The Krugers. Both of them. I can't... That's not confirming information. That's just common sense information. When Lon, No, no. When Lon got the job, he brought old Run Rebels together. Mm -hmm. Kevin is bringing old Run Rebels together. AKA Baby Lon. Why could not... Lon Jr., okay? <laughs> Baby Lonnie. Why could... Why couldn't TJ Otzelberger, Marvin Menzies, or Dave Rice do this? Tell me. They all knew how important they were as rebels. You learn about it through the years. If, you, if you're around the university long enough, Marvin Menzies was an assistant coach at UNLV, and then he was the head coach. TJ Otzelberger was a head coach for two years. With Kevin as, in his, as his assistant. Okay? These guys know. Why is this happening right now? Because the Krugers, who are both in Las Vegas, actually give a Baby damn. Long. Baby Lon, BL, okay? They care about the university. 
This is not a coincidence. That will be a very nice ceremony slash game to go to. So Freddie is going to be, I think, in November early, and Robert's going to be late, I think, in conference season. He had a, Robert Smith had a stroke last year. That's sad. And he's not what he wants. He's he's getting better every day, but he's not. That takes a toll. Yeah, he was the um, he was a radio play by play guy with um, John Sandler. John Sandler has been doing so. Long Kruger's first game was John Sandler's first game. Um, the gentleman who did it before um, John Sandler was Ken Korak. Ken Korak is the announcer, is the play by play guy for the Oakland A's, which is really interesting. Because we'll talk about that shortly. Um, good segue. Yeah, it, it is a good segue. Congratulations to those guys, though, first, because that's a big honor and that's well-deserved. Absolutely. Before we go to that segue, there was a poll that was put on Twitter by Paul Gutierrez, who works for, he, I think he works for the Raiders. For He does some work for ESPN. Mm-hmm. He works for the Raiders in California. He's a UNLV alum. Who would be the next guy or guys to get their jerseys retired if any you know and it was anderson hunt jr Ryder, wink adams oh wink adams okay first off he's wink old Ad- enough to get that means we're old enough well wink adams is our, is our age to get your jersey retired well i well i think it was just post it's a Fun question. And then the other option was nobody, it's it's done. They should stop. Wink Adams was a fantastic player for UNLV, but he's not he's not gonna get his jersey retired. He, I mean I'm sorry, I'm having a moment right now. <laughs> yes, Wink Adams was when when we were seniors in I'm, high school, so was like he. He had just come no. to he had just come to UNLV. I think he was a freshman in college. Well, bit. he was a freshman in college, I believe, when we were like seniors in high school. So he's not much older than us at all. Um, maybe by a maybe by a year or two. Yeah, yeah, just me. So the first person who gets their jersey retired after these guys is Anderson Hunt. Anderson Hunt was the MVP yeah. of the Final Four for UNLV. He was on the '90 team and the '91 team. In my opinion, now UNLV was loaded, but they don't win the Final Four without they don't win the national championship without Anderson Hunt. He was lights out shooting. And he was fantastic. Him and Greg Anthony in the backcourt. Now, Greg Anthony, everybody else from that Final Four team just about is up there. Except him. Right. I mean, put him up there. Right? You've got Larry Johnson. Yeah. You've got Larry Johnson, Stacey Ogman, Greg Anthony up there, but not Anderson Hunt, who should be. And then J.R. Ryder, because J.R. Ryder was only, it was only at UNLV a couple years, but, and it was after the Tark era, but he was so good. Um, J.R. Ryder was so athletic and so electric. He was amazing. So those two guys, Anderson Hunt and J.R. Ryder, would be next, in my opinion, after the two guys. And then they should stop because there's been nobody else. There's been nobody else. Uh, I, I mean, not there, yet. No, I mean, not yet. No, but there has been nobody worthy. And that really says something about UNLV basketball because the because J.R. Ryder, if he gets his jersey retired, would be the rebel that played at UNLV latest, mm-hmm. and he played at UNLV in like ninety two, ninety three. That's where that's where, that's where the greatness ends. Wink was great. 
you, you know who else was really good? Marcus Banks. Marcus Banks oh. was really good too, but Marcus Banks is not Jersey retirement material. Sean Marion played at UNLV for one year, played in the NBA. Not Jersey retirement material because he didn't play long enough, in my opinion. Tyrone Nesby. Great. We follow each other on Twitter. Great UNLV guy. I was watching the 98 WAC tournament. Tyrone Nesby, right? Not Jersey retirement material. You have to compile a resume. Two Final Fours in a National well, Championship. Like Anderson said, Hunt is a resume. Like you said, it speaks volumes that there really is no one else. It does. So hopefully this is the new and improved turnaround that the team needs. This is the time because this team has been through it. And I think it's time. So I was talking about Ken Korak being the announcer of the Oakland A's. Right. It would be funny if they ended up in Vegas because then Ken would be back where, and we follow each other on Twitter too. It would be really cool to see him back. And it, we're inching and inching and inching there. So the A's president, you know, the A's brass, their staff was in Vegas again yesterday. And they were looking. So they're doing studies about, you know, where the stadium, where the, you know, ballpark could be. Who's going to pay for it, et cetera. They're start, now, they're going to limit their choices by after baseball season. So October, November, they're going to limit. They have like 12, 15 options. They want to get it down to like four to six. They're doing the exact same thing the Raiders did because the Raiders used to be there. They used to share the same building. Mm -hmm. If you're the A's people, you call Mark Davis, the guy from the Raiders. You call him because he knows what he's doing. Henderson has come into play because Henderson is the only jurisdiction, and this is according to Mick Akers of the Review Journal, the only jurisdiction that has had private-public funding partnership discussions with the A's. Henderson. There is a ton of land out there, mm -hmm. and Henderson is a big player because Henderson has gotten Mark Davis to build the practice facility, the facility for the Aces, Indoor football. Bill Foley has come in. Silver Knights. Look at everything that's in Henderson. Between the two big guys from the Knights and the Raiders, Henderson is a major player. They could be where this ballpark is built. And because you're not going to get $750 million from Vegas again, Henderson has money. And who is to say that they won't give the A's part of it to be part of their community for 30 plus years? Or Maybe more. they have the money. If they, they do. Because they're not the ones who shelled out for the Raiders stadium. Deborah March knows she is, in terms of getting her city known and building it, she's a shark when it comes to that. She'll do it. And people will be pissed off, but people will live. Be, I mean, they'll, they'll get over it because it'll drive up, it'll drive up value. Like anybody needs that right now, but still. Henderson is a perfect area for that stadium. It really is. And it doesn't, I mean, honestly, if you have a view of the strip, like a lot of Henderson does, put the damn ballpark there. It's up on a hill, right? right? You look down and you see Vegas. I mean, there are plenty of ballparks that are in suburbs. Nothing wrong with that. People don't know enough about Henderson. If people in Northern California got a load of what the hell they were talking about doing here, they'd probably flip their wig. You're going to leave this for that damn right they will. Get on a plane, 
come t come check it out because it's because it's really nice. It's one it's it's the nicer part of Southern Nevada, ranked number one not only in the state but probably top five places to live when you're a certain age, and also, mm -hmm. I mean, it's top three, top five to retire. First off, mm -hmm. always, always, always. Henderson is one of the most up and coming areas in the country. However, it still is in Southern Nevada. Okay, and I understand. It still that. is Clark County, is it? Yes, not? it is. Okay, yes, then. it is. So. Clark County is huge. We've seen, we've realized this from where we live. Is that one county for all these things is crazy. But like here, you can literally drive through three or four counties in an hour or two. Yeah, I work my day of work. I can go. I can be in three, four counties and in two different states. Right. Mind blowing. But that's what's going I mean, not a whole lot going on with the A's in terms of look, they're planning more visits. They're they are they every, are marching forward on their plan. They're saying they're back again or because, because they've been here six, seven times right. and we do you know you you do six, seven, eight shows. That's all I mean, this time of year we're not Raider people. Sorry, we're not. Okay, we are Golden Knight, UNLV, and we talk about I mean, if there was MLS, you know, MLS is is, is a huge piece to this whole thing because they probably want in on Henderson too. This mayor in Henderson has people right where she wants them. She talked to the Diamondbacks, Arizona Diamondbacks about them coming before they resolved whatever the hell situation that they were in. She's smart. She's, she's a savvy businesswoman and you got to be completely nuts not to think about it. I agree. Because do you want to be on the strip or do you want to be in a coat? Like, if you're a team, right? Now, the Strip is the place to be if you're a visitor. But for a team, you build in a suburb overlooking everything. You're you're the king of the castle. You're the boss. You're looking down and you're saying, look at what we have. That's what they're looking at. It, it's This is going to continue to play out because they can their lease expires in 2024 at the Oakland Alameda Coliseum or whatever the hell they're calling well, it. It changes names the, every year. You said they could play in the Summerlin ballpark. They could play at the Las Vegas ballpark and they could break their lease. Things in Oakland are not good. They're not going good. They're not going to be good. This is the same thing that happened to the Raiders. So Vegas A's, welcome home. Okay. <laughs> Come on down. We'll be talking about this. Uh and more UNLV Vegas Golden Knights in our next episode, which probably, I mean, I don't know if it'll be next week or the week after. We try to do one every week or two. It's been in like every two weeks. There's just not much going on, but right. everything is going to start up. Uh, UNLV basketball practice at the end of the month. Be Vegas Golden Knights preseason at the end of the month. I mean, there's like a, there's like a game like next week, I think, like preseason. I mean, it's, it's freaking amazing. Great time of year. I'm very excited for that. Same. Um, because fall's coming. And Whenever you have those things coming, it means yeah. it's getting cooler. And I know you how excited you get over that stuff. So that I do. makes it exciting for me. I, I love the holidays. And I love spending time together. I love when Watch when the games. sports that we like come back on. Um, so with that, I think that we'll wrap it up. Check out our other podcast. Yes. The Golden Line. And the has the um, what the hell is the thing? The at what is that man? The handle for the Golden Line, which is our new show, is the Golden Wife on Twitter at the Golden Wife, and that is Paula. And our new show, the Golden We're Line. We're uploading a second episode very soon. Yes, there's going to be a second episode very soon. Hard hitting stuff, really, really, really deep. Check it out. I'm Jason um, at Vegas Fever Pod. Please subscribe uh, after this listen. 
and you know, give us some good praise on Twitter. We are growing every single week, every single day. We got the most views. Our last podcast two weeks ago got mm-hmm. the most views ever. And we've been at this a year, almost. And there are fantastic people everywhere on Twitter. You just have to find them. And you just have to be nice and kind well, and not be a douche. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> I think what you're talking about, we should say for the other one. I mean, unless you want to, you want to put that, you want to put that down. Don't or... DM me something nasty for no reason. Right. Expect me not to say some shit back to you. And I know people take their follows and their tweets very seriously. Some people have a life and children and a job and can't tweet right away this is a tease for our other show you should check it out because so, then you'll know what exactly what we're talking about right. or don't follow me or don't tweet at me i really don't give a shit that's paula uh <laughs> and she tells you how she feels um be sure to let her know how you feel at the golden wife uh and at vegas fever pod that's a teaser because we'll talk about that on our other show because that probably plays into something relevant going on in today's world so Uh, For Paula and Jason, we will step aside. Give us a listen. Everybody stay safe and have a good day. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.